What's up, Benchwarmers? Welcome into episode 112 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. We are rolling right along here. Uh, there's just there's a lot of great things going on. We're going to talk about a lot of great sports, and uh, we're actually kicking things off with the opening of the NHL season. It's back. It doesn't seem like it should be. Nico's got the sweater on. It's got the C. It's got the Stanley Cup patch. That's right, Brandon. It's got the Stanley Cup patch on the side. Yeah, get a good look at it. Soak it all in. <clears throat> be sure to follow at FEOTV pod, all social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we will have our episode coming out Thursday. I'll be getting back from my birthday trip to Vegas. So uh, one day later next week, but uh, check out the variety sports network, all of that good stuff. And uh, yeah, it's cricket season, right? Nico, we don't have yeah, to talk basically about. I watched a cricket game because of the amount of, amount of kicks and just people aiming at uprights all game long for Thursday night football. Right. But Hey, at least it's hockey season, right? Right. Right. Basketball season I'm starts fine. next week. I'm the pain. I'm the pain. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Okay, I'm glad it's hockey season, right? It's it's oh, full it's on. It's full in the hockey mode, right, yeah. Jimmy? Right? I'm wearing my sweater to school tomorrow because I need to feel something positive. We need, we need to feel positivity, right? We can't have – we had so much positivity all summer long. And then football comes around. We're like, oh, we can't wait for football season. And then here we are five weeks in being like, oh, yep, it's hockey season. Right, right? as we decide to make shirts for everybody that was excited as we were about football season. Yeah, football season hasn't, hasn't been the best. And on both sides, it's not like – so when we first started this show, if you're – an original listener you know when we first started this show most of these episodes were uh jimmy i'm sorry that the bengals suck and lost again one of them early on was joe burrow blowing his knee and nico was was like you you were kind of stuck right in the middle where your team wasn't losing a ton you're like you weren't where you wanted to be but you weren't that bad so he would kind of normally console me it took us like eight eight episodes to get a victory Monday where both of our teams won. And now we're just back to neither team is going to win or play well, because apparently my team thinks that Justin Tucker isn't the greatest kicker of all time. So let's go ahead and just allow the Ravens to walk down the field and, and kick a game winner. And uh, your team doesn't look like they know how to play football. My, my, team, my, my team, uh, I think they're, forgot they're how to play football. They're, uh, they're trying to fill in for the Rockies because they're like the team that's all for, I, I feel like the Broncos are up for a score of almost every week because they're going all these baseball and, and, and hockey scores. I want J- Jimmy on Thursday night. I watched the damn uh, a soccer match between, between two field goals and, and free kicks basically. And, and their kick and their, and their, and their, their attacker had, had scored more, more, uh, 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 free kicks than us, and we lost. That's exactly what I lost those night. Oh, boy. Oh, well, this is the Far End of the Bench podcast. Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant, episode 112. Very happy that you are here with us. We are presented by the Variety Sports Network. Uh, got a couple new sponsors that we'll mention in, in that, but be sure to go follow the Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us at FEOTB pod. Uh, and uh, you can see all of our stuff and keep up to date with what we have going on there. So uh, <clears throat> in jest, we started the podcast saying that it was hockey season because football season isn't going well. But in all honesty, it is hockey season. I have a hockey. I'm dual screening it right now. So I have you on one side of my Mac. I have the, the hockey game on the other side of my Mac. Uh, we are in, in the full swing. It, it feels like it shouldn't be this soon. It feels like we just lift, lifted the cup and hey, now we're going to be raising yeah. a banner. It felt, it felt like it was way too short. 
I, I, I don't understand why hockey goes two more weeks or, or, or as long as the NBA season and, and, it, and, and NBA doesn't wait until basically Halloween to start games. Like, come on now. I, like, like this so, is going to be the first time that they get back on the schedule that the, their supposed schedule, because it's been. Last year was a COVID for, little, th- little theme. And then, oh, and then, it's so nice not to have to worry about that. Yes. I know, right? Yeah. How, how wonderful is that? But yeah, Unless you're no, a Canadian team. This is it was one of the shortest off season seasons they've ever had, the NHL's ever had. And it's unfortunate, but all that means is next year we're gonna be able to celebrate even longer. So yeah. like I said, look, look, it's 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 we are full knee deep in it. And, and look, we may not talk about every single game, like 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 our friends over at Teledavs It Is podcast, which go follow them if you're a huge Avs fan, listen to them. They they break down almost every single game. Um, but but we'll we'll cover the big stories and we'll cover everything about it because I'll tell you one thing: there's nothing that brings Jimmy and I more joy than than having a winning team and a team that we can all love that we can enjoy every single night, every other sorry, every other night of the week. So, yeah. like it or not, look, we're gonna cover football. We absolutely will because that's because football is king in this in this country and king in this world right now, and, and it's even so king that we're in London in the next three weeks in a row. So. Either way, I look. We're gonna cover what we what we can cover, but man, does it feel good to watch the puck back be put back on the ice and know our team is the defending champs. It's true, and there was it was kind of a wild offseason, especially depending on who you uh, root for. Obviously, we kind of paid a little bit more attention to the Avalanche signings, but I have the biggest signings up here, and I just let's run through them just to remind everybody: if you're gonna get into hockey season with us, which you should, because if the Avalanche, when the Avalanche go on their playoff run, we're gonna have a live stream going after the games, so uh, you should be getting into the NHL season with us. First one: uh, Matthew Kachuk is now a Florida Panther after his 104 point season last year. Uh, he was in the trade with Florida, and uh, the Panthers sent Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger. So that was kind of the thing that kicked everything off. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau going to the Blue Jackets, Nazem Kadri going to Calgary. Calgary looks like they built themselves up a little bit. Uh, Trocek, yeah. Trocek to the Rangers, where, where I'm actually, that's the game that I said is up on, on the background. So just out of those four, what kind of stood out? Uh, Kachuk, Gaudreau, Kadri, and uh, Trocek, and then we'll move on. We'll I move mean, it has those. to be a complete overhaul of Calgary. Look, no one is, no one, we're not going to sugarcoat this. The West is not as strong as the East. It's plain and simple. There are more contenders in the East that could, could that, that could knock off the Avs than there are in the West. But if there's one team that completely overhauled the roster and probably got better going into this year, it's Calgary. You, you, add, you look, you, you, you lose Kachuk and you lose. Uh, 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 um, Johnny Hockey, two big losses. You're, it's very, very hard to replace both those guys. But what you got in return is you got top six forwards and top four defensemen. And then mm-hmm. you also add in a guy who's coming off the best year of his career and off the Stanley Cup. Like, like, like look, if there's a team that, that you can point out being like, this is the team that can fight with the Avs in the West. It's them. It absolutely is Calgary. I don't care what you say about McDavid. I don't care what you think about uh, um, the likes of St. Louis and all the pieces they lost. The team that scares me the most is the Calgary Flames. And, look, we may be biased because we may think this highly of Nazem Kadri. And, look, I think he's going to drop off this year. I do. He's not going to produce the level he did last year because of the teammates he has. But this team behind, behind those that front line and Jakob Markstrom and Net can make a lot of noise, in my opinion. But two teams, in my opinion, that, that made the biggest moves and, and the best moves in a way is would be Calgary and then the other team would be Carolina, which which 
in my opinion, made some of the biggest moves of all. Yes, they lose Vinny Trocek, but you bring in a guy like Brent Burns. You're bringing in guys like Andrew or, or, and a bunch of depth pieces. Max Pacioretty, too. Max Pacioretty, who basically didn't play in Vegas at all, who you didn't have to give up shit for. So I I, I think this this Canes team could be very, very dangerous as well. Those are the two main storylines. Then, obviously, you have the young – the, the, the young teams that, that, that increase their ability. I mean, like the Detroits of the world, the Ottawa Senators, we don't know yeah. what we're going to get from them right away. It may take, it may take until uh, uh, 2023, the beginning of the year, 20, January 1st, 2023, to really see what those teams look like. But I do expect good things out of them as well. It is kind of crazy to think about how competitive the East is. If Detroit or uh, Ottawa would be in the West, I think that they would be a, a wild card contender uh, going into the preseason, but since they have to go through a gauntlet and there's probably three or four teams, I think there are legitimately three or four teams that have the talent and the experience and the kind of grit necessary. Obviously you probably, you probably should pencil Tampa Bay in at some point. <laughs> it's it, we keep waiting for the downfall and the downfall hasn't come yet. I, and, and, if, and if we're being honest, Jimmy, like, look, we 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 we're friends with the Thunder. We the Thunder guys now, and, and they're probably going to hate me hearing this. They increasingly got worse this year. They Losing did. Ryan, this was this will be this the was, worst one since the first cup. And look, those last those those two cups that they won, they they lost players, but I don't think of this magnitude, in my opinion. You lose your the, the guy who who is basically your the who, the guy who wears your A on on his chest, uh, and and Ryan McDonough, who's the look. I don't care what Victor Hedman does; he's the leader of the back there in album. Ryan McDonough was the leader of that defensive room. He absolutely was. And then you lose a guy like Andre Pilat, who when when Stamkos and when when Kucherov were not going. Who do they rely on? They uh, I mean, yeah, no, Palat was their guy, and Palat's the reason they made it as far as they did in the playoffs. So, so like I said, those are two massive downgrades. I look at the East. I don't think any of the teams – look, New York lost a lot of pieces, whether the Cup, uh, uh, Ryan Strom, uh, um, you, name, you name the names. Their, their middle, middle of their roster didn't decrease or didn't get better. It got worse, and they're relying ho- heavily on their young guys to, to, to take the next step, whether it be Lafreniere or, obviously, Igor and Nets. So that's – and, and then, like I said, it's, it's the middle of the pack teams of these that all just close the gap between them and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as I'm concerned, in the West, it's the teams that were middle of the pack that fell off in terms of, in terms of like that. Look at St. Louis. You lose, you lose big names like David Backus. Like, and, and you have – you think you're going to take this next step. You lose uh, um, your number one goalie going into the playoffs in uh, the guy who went to Detroit. What the hell is his name? Fuck. Oh. Um, Not the, the guy that, that – From where? Where did he play last year? You know, he was the guy that was the goalie for St. Louis that that we that we. Oh, really Billy Huso. Billy Huso. You lose who's You lose your number one goalie last year. Denver season, Billy Huso and David Backus, and you still think to compete with this Avalanche team? I don't think so. Look, there's there's teams like like the Kings of the world. You don't know who they are. There's teams like 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 like, like the Ducks. Like that, that you look looking at like, well, these guys are too young to even contend with this team. And then I look out east, and I'm just seeing dogs that are ready to chomp at the bits. There was blood in the water. Everyone t- look. Everyone thought Tampa Bay was was unbeatable, and Vasilevsky was this god of men among of men. And then you he's saw pretty, what the Avs, and, and he is pretty damn good. I'm not, Ooh. I'm not saying he's not, but they saw blood in the water. They saw what the Avs did, and every single team said, "Here's a shot." 
it's wide open right now. And, and look, Vasilevsky is, is going to lead this team, I would guarantee, in the Eastern Conference Finals appearance. But there's blood in the water, and teams can now try to jump on that and see and see what they can do against some of the top teams in the East. Here's a question that I, I want to pose, and then we're, we're going to pick our – we'll go top two in each con, uh, division. Uh, in the Western Conference, do you see the Central Division or the Pacific Division? So last year, everybody knew that the Central Division was the power. That's where whoever was going to represent the Western Conference was going to come out of, and the Pacific was a two-team race pretty much. Which division do you see having a little bit more depth throughout? And then uh, same question for the Atlantic and the Metro in the Eastern uh, well, Conference. Let me, let me but we'll pull, start the Western. Let me pull up the pull up the divisions real quick. Obviously, I mean, look, last year with, with the Avs, the Blues, and the Wild, that was – that was the core right there. That was the division you thought, okay, if one of those three teams can get through, then it's going to be the team that represents the West. And and look, what what Connor McDavid brings to the ice, we we didn't show your core at all when we played them in in four games. Unfortunately, four games they didn't last much longer than that. But look, it's they're very very weak defensively, super weak defensively. They bring in Jack Campbell, and that helps Edmonton a lot. Um, but when you look at look at these divisions, I I think that the depth is still going to come from from the Central Division. Look, I think the Coyotes and the Jets, look, the Coyotes are still playing at five thousand person person stadium. <laughs> Apparently, the, the venue is as bad as everyone's advertising, so they're going to be nothing. Blackhawks are going to be far worse. It's not even going to. Minnesota's going to. This is the year Minnesota's going to hurt from those buyouts. Minnesota's going to hurt very very badly, and who knows what Nashville's going to be. So on paper, right now, I would say the Pacific Division. Because I, look, I, I was gonna say the same thing. So because because Seattle they got better. Adding Burkowski, getting a guy like Shane Wright, who's gonna come and step in right away. You have Maddie Beneers, who, who didn't play at all last year, who's who was the number one or number four pick last year, whatever it was, yeah, top five number pick four. Number back four. In next year. Vegas is Vegas. That's that's all I'll say there. Who knows what the hell you're gonna get from them. And the Ducks, like I said, they still have one, probably one of the best goalies in their division still. Like, like if, if I'm looking, going down the list of these teams right now, the best goalie in this division is still John Gibson. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe him and Mark Shum are head-to-head, but no one else, maybe John Click uh, on his best day. But no other yeah. team between the, the Ducks and, and Mark Gibson and Mark Shum, that's what I'm looking at goalie-wise. And that can maybe sneak the Ducks in the playoffs. I think there's a lot more competition in the Pacific, but – when it comes to the playoffs, I still think the top three, well, the top two of, 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 of Colorado and St. Louis is better than the majority of those teams. Because right now, if I'm a betting man and, and, I get, and I get St. Louis versus Edmonton in the playoffs, I'm picking St. Louis. I, 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 look, I, I love McNasty and I love Drysidle, but I still trust St. Louis a little bit more because their depth wise and how good they're coached. So that's the only reason why I would have to lean with that. Calgary obviously is a different story, but I, I would have to say the depth is there for the Pacific, but if there's someone to knock off the abs from the Western conference pedestal, I think it's still, I think it's still St. Louis. So then in the Eastern conference, do you, I mean, I, obviously the Metro is pretty stacked with New York, Philly, uh, Carolina and Pittsburgh and New York Islanders too. I think the Islanders are going to have a bounce back season. There's no way they're going to be that bad two years in a row. And uh, the Atlantic, obviously Tampa Bay, Toronto. Um, I don't think Florida is going to be near as good. I think that Kachuk was a bad choice. And then Boston, which division do you see uh, uh, in the Eastern conference, would you say is more competitive than 
man, I, I want to say Metro because because of, of look of, because of how good the other the worst teams in that division did. Columbus, you add Johnny Hockey, New Jersey Devils, you add Pla, and you get a get an older Jack Hughes back in the lineup now. New Jersey may be a team that sneaks up on some people. The Islanders. They still have a lot of question marks, in my opinion. The pe- the Penguins got older. The Flyers have to deal with uh, uh, torts at this point. So, you know, they're going to be a little bit more grittier. Torts and Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> oh, man. They should, if there, if there, it's if a powder keg. If there was one team that should be, it should have a hard knocks for the preseason, it should have been the Flyers. Absolutely. I would have popcorned that and watched, sat there and watched a popcorn all day watching that. But yeah, I would have to say the Metro Division. I think they're they're deeper. I think Florida takes a step yeah. off. Like Montreal's not really where I st- I think Ottawa's better. I do think Ottawa's better. But look, Buffalo has to take that next step. I see Boston falling off. I really do. I think Tampa maybe takes a step back as well. And Toronto, you know they're going to be good in the next season. You know, you know that they're going to be a top two seed in the East. Like they may win this division outright, but you know they'll still lose in the first round. So, you don't so, think that this is the year it's going to be? I, look, look, I, I have some. I, I, I feel bad for you guys. This, I really do. Like, like I love Austin Matthews. I've said it here before. Like, like him being American born. I really, like, I really hope he can come to the Coyotes and make them actually a reasonable franchise so that he can come back to the states. But poor Toronto man. Like I said it's <laughs> between them and the Blue Jays. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit baseball. You here. blew a seven inning. Seven. Oh, by the way, everybody who is uh, uh, everybody who is tuning into our show and actually took our baseball analysis. Jokes on yeah. you. We we thought it was we were off. We, we were, were off. way off. That's, that's yeah, that, There's your baseball talk. Uh, that's what that's what you get out of us. But yeah, I Toronto is just going to choke again. And then there's going to be questions made between him and and, and the different different amount of what they're going to do with their assets. Because look, they have Matt Murray in net now, a guy that was in Ottawa that didn't do well. He obviously won a cup in Pittsburgh, but are you going to get that replication up there in Canada? I don't know. It's been a lot of years since he's played a full 82-game season. So that's the question mark there. I still have. I still think the Metro got so much better. I really do. I think Washington maybe taking a step back. I think Pittsburgh taking a step back. But I am, think, I am expecting big things out of Carolina, New York, um, New Jersey, and Columbus. All right. Let's, uh, we'll start in the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic, Atlantic Division, the top two out of that division that would get the uh, high seed in the playoffs. My top two, I'm picking Toronto to win the division because it's the regular season team, and and, and I'm like that. And then and then number two, I kind of want to go out on a limb a little bit. I want I want to be a little little out there here. I want to say Tampa. I'll say Tampa. I'll, I'll I'll make my interesting picks elsewhere, but I'll say Tampa because, like I said, that's last week to the past. We'll always get this team at least one home. Um, one home series. So I, I'm picking Toronto one, Tampa Bay two um, for Atlantic. I'm going to go – I do think Toronto's going to win. I'm going to go Detroit two, and that okay. sucks to say. But I do think what, what we've been talking about with Tampa, and remember they've played three of the most condensed seasons with the most condensed off seasons plus three playoff sets, and they didn't win the Stanley Cup last year. They were beat up. They were injured. Everybody is at that point. I think that Detroit, they had enough rest because you haven't made the playoffs in God knows how long. Uh, it's it's the longest drought, I think, in the NHL, is it not? I believe, I think it, I think it I is. believe so. Them are the Sabres, I want to say. Um, I think it is Buffalo. You're right. It is Buffalo. 
But they're, I mean, especially for, quote, Hockey Town USA. They, uh, look, I know, we, we know that it's us, but they, the people that listen and go to Little Caesars Arena to watch their hockey games and their basketball games, if you want to call it those, they would say that Detroit is still Hockey Town USA. I think that they're going to be able to sneak past Tampa, maybe towards the season late. Mo Sider's a beast. Mo Sider, he's not... He's not Kale McCarr's level. I mean, it's not, that's not a slight No, There's like a handful of players that have ever been on Kale McCarr's level, but he is good. And he's going to anchor the blue line in which Detroit is able to have a good blue line. Uh, they can keep the pucks away from Huso. Huso's solid. I, I'm not going to say that he's good. He's just solid. If you can play defense in front of him, that's, that's pretty good. So I'm going to say Detroit takes this, the two spot. I don't hate that. I would expect most sides to be in the Norris conversation. Do I think he's going to win? No. But I think he'll be in the conversation for at least, and probably honestly at the actual award show with, with one of the top three guys uh, um, in the conversation for the award. Because I think that he's that highly, highly talented. And I think with, with the additions and, and locker room guys they added, I don't hate that pick at all. Um, like I said, Billy Huso was good when 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 St. Louis was healthy last year. When they had when they had the the defenseman playing good hockey, he was he was outstanding. But when when they tried to take, play teams faster than them, that's where he got when too many pucks came to him and he didn't see him straight. That's when things got worse for him. So if you're Detroit, you gotta make just make sure that he sees as little pucks as possible, and then you'll fit yourself in right right in the mix of things and right in possibly a playoff position. Imagine how how much money he would have signed for if he was able to complete. He was pitching a beautiful game in that uh, game six against Colorado. I was thinking we were about to go – or game five. What was it, no, it was game six. Game five. Six. Game six we won. It. When Darren Helm ended yeah. it on, with .3 seconds left. He was pitching a great game. And then that third period came along, and it all fell apart. He would have been marquee on top of the billboards. And who knows, like the avalanche – haven't won a game. I've said it when we, they were on the on their run. They didn't want to win a game seven. Billy Huso was that close, 0.3 seconds away. So it, if he takes a step forward, if he's able to benefit, that might not be bad. Uh, the Metropolitan. I'm going to say, hmm, I think that New York is going to win. I think that New York has the star power. Um, now that they have a, a captain and, and all that, I whatever you think about Jacob Truba, he wouldn't have been chosen to be the captain if he wasn't liked in the locker room. That wouldn't have been a thing. So I think he's going to give them some solidarity there. Uh, number two in that division, I'll, I'll probably say it's Carolina. Pittsburgh will make the playoffs and uh, Gino and, and Crosby will get another little run there, but I don't see them being a top two team in this Metro division. Like you said, there's a couple teams that have taken steps forward. New Jersey is going to be a lot better. Um, I think that the Capitals, did get better. They're going to be able to, I mean, I think Darcy Kemper is going to be an upgrade he's for them. And, that, and he's going to be, he's going to fit into that system so much better because they play shit defense in front of him. So he's just going to be peppered the entire time and he's going to get into the rhythm. Hopefully you can see out of his eye. That's, that's the one, one thing I will say. Um, that's, that's true. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to flip them. I'm going to go Carolina first and I'll say New York second. Like I said, I th- I'm so high on Carolina this year. I think I think with already gritty team that they were last couple of years, a team that 
could not win on the road to save their lives, but man, could they sell out that barn and and, and rock the rock the, rock that building uh, for for home games. So, like I said, you add add, add Brett Burns, who's going to be a, as physical as possible on that blue line where when you go face Tampa Bay in the playoffs you won't have to worry about the physicality because you got a guy to do it for you on the black line and then you add a guy in Pax Pacioretty who put up good numbers when puts up good numbers when he's on when he's on when he's in the right system obviously Vegas is an absolute shit show so so it's it's he, it, it did not resonate there but I think put him around some good guys there I, 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 I have to go with Carolina here to win the division. Look, I, I think New York took, takes a step back slightly. I still think they have good chances to, to, to make a run at this thing and win this, win, this, win this conference or win this division and win this conference, but I have to go Carolina for the division. Line. You want to know something crazy? You want to know a crazy set? DeAndre it. Miller is 26. 26? Yep. Mm-hmm. Only a year. He is a mountain. He's gigantic. Yeah. Well, Val, I mean, Val's only 27, so he's only two years older older than us. By the way, uh, two days after everybody's hearing this, or three days after everybody's hearing this, I will be 25, so I will no longer be the baby on the podcast. Just just throwing that out there. I'm not not happy to turn a quarter of a century. I will say that. Uh, Western Conference, we'll go uh, Pacific, then Central. We'll save. I know who our top team in the Central is. If you listen to the show at all, you know who the top pick in the Central is going to be for the both of us. In the Pacific. I, I'm going to go. Probably, I'll say Calgary, for sake of just they've added too much. They've put too much into this. If they aren't winning this division, there's going to be wholesale. Well, there can't be wholesale changes, but this will be the biggest failure. And Brad Tree Living, instead of being revered up there in, in Calgary, is going to go go from hero to goat real quick. Um, and that's bad goat, by the way, not not greatest of all time, but if Calgary is able to do what, what they've put together, they are as, as good as they are on paper. Uh, they can win this division. They can win this division pretty easily. I think. Yeah. I'm picking Calgary as well. I think I'll be a little bit, I'll be a little bit surprising here with my number two, but I, like I said, I, I don't need to stroke that off even more than I already have. I think their pieces, I think they got better. I really do think they got better. And I think Markstrom takes it, takes that next step and solidifies himself as a top five goalie hockey. Who do you think gets the C up there now that there's that many cooks in the kitchen? Oh, I don't know. Because they did know. sign Uyghur too. Uyghur has been signed uh, signed for eight I think, years. I think Uyghur eventually might 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 get it. I I don't know. They're not going to get it to Kadri. They won't do that. I maybe Huberto eventually. Like I I think it's going to be. I'm I'm trying to maybe Monahan. Monahan might be the guy. He wore the A. For Lindholm. Them. Lindholm, Lindholm might get. I think Lindholm is probably the uh, probably the number one option right now. I don't think they're going to give it out this year. They're, 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 it's not it's not like a guarantee every team does that, but I think he'll eventually get it. Yeah, it's it's just interesting to think about. So, since you do think you're going to be different with your number two pick, what do you think your number two pick is? And I I'm almost thinking that we have the same thought. So go ahead. I'm going to go the Kings. I, I oh, yeah. Never mind. Never oh, yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. I think I think look. Los Angeles last last couple of years has just been unhealthy as hell. They have been unhealthy as hell. They got some great young pieces, one of the best farm systems in hockey right now. And you get Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar, and Jonathan Quick back healthy. Yes, I get it. It's been te- almost ten. Uh, yeah, it's been ten years since they won the cup, and it's been that long. 
But you get those guys healthy, and, I, and this, this Kings team can, I think, get back on track, in my opinion. I think they're hungry. I, I think they got a bunch of young guys. They almost pulled it off against – didn't they, they play they Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton in the first round? They almost pulled it off against Edmonton in the first round last year. Do I think that they're a contender? No. I think in a seven-game series that Edmonton still beats them. But I do think that L.A. can beat some of these bad teams that they, that they may see uh, in the Western Conference, whether it be the Seattles, the Vegases of the world, the Ducks of the world. I think they're a far better team. So I'm, I'm going to go with Ducks. Or sorry, not Look, Ducks, Kings. I'm going with the Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. I, I'm picking the Ducks to finish two in this, in this division. And it's probably mainly based off the fact that they've had all of the Ducks like McTavish and um, – Zegris, they've had all of the Anaheim guys on spit and checklists the last couple of weeks. So I, I like those guys now. I want to see them do well. And <clears throat> Mason McTavish. He's a stud. Dude, dude a that, stud. that save in the World Juniors, that's got to be like, a, it's one of the most significant moments in Canadian hockey history because it never happens that way. And they should have lost that game. And he's the one that gave up the turnover for the odd man rush. And he's, he, he's going to be, that team when they get old enough, is going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. And the thing that that's, you said it, you talked about him, John Gibson, I think gives them the ability to be young, take the learning a little bit. They got out to way, way too fast of a start. They didn't pace themselves at all. They were burnt out midway, like all-star break, they were done. If they pace themselves a little bit this year and actually develop and mature a little bit, why can't they finish second in the Pacific? No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I do think the Ducks are a playoff team this year. I Look, I think the – uh, actually, I may take that back. I think the four playoff teams will be the, the, the Battle of Alberta, the Kings, and I think it'll be between Vancouver and Anaheim for that fourth spot. And Vancouver, Vancouver will be, a, I think, will be a very, very tough team this year as well. Um, but like I, said, I, like I said, I don't hate that at all. I think the Ducks could make some noise this year. All right, so you're picking the Blues to win the Central, right? <laughs> is hell frozen over jimmy no it's uh i think it's still pretty hot it's only fall there. weather right now right yeah it's only fall it's only fall look um, unbeknownst to all of our friends who are now the biggest st louis fans in the world i don't know how we we have <laughs> yes we have a bunch of st louis cardinals fans friends and we have a bunch of st louis blues fans friends now um on the variety it's the, cronky, it's the cronky connection it's it's unfortunate but you know what Fuck them. I'm going with the Predators to finish second <laughs> overall. Oh. I, yeah, hear me out here. Tristan Jari, they get Tristan Jari back back healthy. That's that's the guy that, that I think if they if they have him in the playoffs, they may have got a game against us. <laughs> I know, it's, it's big here, right? They may have got a game against us. Tristan Jari or UC Soros? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Tristan Jari's in Pittsburgh. I was Pittsburgh, gonna say that's right. I was, I was thinking, I get, I get those two, two Finnish guys. I get them mixed up. UC yeah. Soros, I think, is the guy that's going to be on top of his head for Nashville. You add McDonough, and McDonough is going to anchor your defense very, very nice. Is that is that top pairing going to be McDonough and Yossi? Oh, that's pretty, that's that's yeah. I know, right? And they kept Forsberg. The Cat Forsberg, they, they still have Dutchie over there. As much as I hate Dutchie, they still have Dutchie. And, 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 and look, I I think Nashville comes second in this division. I really do. I really do. It's tough saying that. But I think I think uh, Hicktown over there and Nashville, Tennessee gets them to a, a home playoff game this year. Because look, they, I was I was considering Dallas, but they lost some people too in Klingberg and, and, the, and some big names as well. But 
look, there's one team that scares me more. I think it's Nashville. Look, St. Louis lost a lot of pieces, Jimmy. It's Nashville. St. Louis did lose a lot of pieces, and those were David Perron is an important piece for St. Louis. That was when they weren't able to work something out with him. There's something fishy going on. There's something fishy going on when Tarasenko was asking for a trade before last season. There's always, I don't know what it is. I maybe nobody wants to play with Jordan Biddington, and St. Louis just continues to put their backing behind Jordan Biddington. Um, I wasn't going to pick the Blues. I do want to mention, by the way, that. By uh, November 14th, I could lose my bet that I have with Brandon, who's one of our St. Louis fans from the Variety Sports Network. We bet the first two out of three uh, Blues-Avs games. Whoever loses has to teach in the opposing team's sweater. So that's, that's not going to be great. Sake, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I am, I'm really hoping. But then again, it's going to be the a, it's going to be the Colorado Eagles playing at that point of the season. So I think I might be screwed. Uh, my second team in this division, I'm picking somebody else. You you kind of put UC Saros there as the ability to uh, drag them up. I think it's Kirill Kaprizov. This is going to be his best season. If you don't know about this guy yet, which everybody should, all hockey fans know how good this guy is. This is going to be the year that he takes a step forward, and I think he announces himself. And if he scores enough points that he, like he's capable of, he could will this bad team that's going to have to struggle through some salary cap issues. And through some very, very poor depth. They, yeah. They it, I mean, he's going to be playing 30 minutes a night, which in Russia, get that Russian gas going in the back, boys. Yeah, because that's, that's all you're going to need. But like I said, I, I, I do think Minnesota has some pieces. Getting, getting Camp – I think Camp Talbot's still there. I think having Camp Talbot be the number one and, 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 and yet – or, or, or no, no, this no, is they, they sent Cal, they sent Calvin yeah, they sent somewhere else. That's right. It's this flurry. Is a flurry. That's there's, there's your first problem right there. I would, I would have loved flurry two or three years ago at this point, but he is look, he is the number one right now for this team and cap hell. That is not good. You would want, you would, you would, you would suffice having a young goalie that that could be a dog. If you have cap issues, not having an aging veteran that 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 has seen that has been in the pipes since Kaprizov was in middle school. So I mean, like I, like it's 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 been that long, and I I just I just not big on Minnesota. I think, I think yeah. point, they're going to have to their window is past coming past. I refuse to pick St. Louis or Dallas. I can't in good conscience or St. Louis, Dallas, or Chicago. I refuse to pick. I can't in good conscience pick Winnipeg or Arizona because they're so far removed from playoff teams. It's not funny. Minnesota is just the next best option that I, I wanted to pick and be different than you. That's um, if I was going to give my real pick, yeah, Nashville probably has a pretty good shot. Nashville, honestly, depending on how the avalanche finished down the season, if they have to sit guys or maybe they clinch their playoff spot and decide to go that route. Ooh, New York just scored on a power play. Uh, Hockey's back, wagon. baby. New York's a wagon, baby. I think it was the bread man too. No, oh, not the bread man. Uh, yeah. that, 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 that absolute bucky. <laughs> 85 mile an hour shot. God, God damn. Look, that number is beautiful seeing that. Stop that. You, Go you, ahead. Know, you know how far removed we are from baseball when there's playoff baseball on right now. We're watching opening night, New York versus Tampa Bay. <laughs> Should we give a score update for just if they are? Again, if you're tuning in for baseball, I don't know what you're doing here. But uh, yeah, if, I, you I are, <laughs> if you are, uh, the Guardians are up, are losing to the Yankees 4-1. And, and uh, 
So the, the division series is the Guardians, Yankees, Padres, Dodgers, uh, Phillies, Braves, and Mariners, Astros. So that's there's your there's your baseball. And the Astros won game one, Phillies won game one, and the Yankees look like they're gonna win game one. Obviously, the Padres Dodgers are still going. So that's yeah, that's the top of the first. And that's all on Tuesday night. So by the time you guys hear this, you'll know who won and and you'll be able to see. Um, but no, I do think looking at things the way that they are, the avalanche, even they are gonna be a little bit worse. I I was listening to our friends at the Teledabs It Is podcast. It's they're not. That team last year, we have to put it into perspective. That was a once-in-a-generational type team. You lose four games in the playoff run, that never happens. No. That never happens. So do not get used to that. Do not expect that kind of stuff. It's going to be a dogfight. It always is because teams get better, guys get better, um, and people will get moved around. That Nashville pairing of sorrow or of um, Yossi and McDonough, now that I'm thinking about it, oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, like I said, look, look, this division is it is what it is. I look, you, it's going to be a lot of young guys. It's going to be a bunch of guys' names that we may not know, right? Like coming off the bat, will it be the the, the Anton Blides or, or the Ben Myers of the world, or you name it? Like, we're, we're it's going to be some known names for the first couple months. But like I said, when it comes January, you just got to put yourself in a position where you have home ice. Like I said, we don't want to win the Presidents Cup. We never do. We never do. We don't want that piece of shit cup. I I, I didn't take. A, I didn't drink out of that son of a bitch because no one no one takes pictures with it. You take pictures with the Stanley Cup, and that's all you worry about. So like I said, it's going to be a growing period. You may see Georgia Georgia over there may struggle a couple times. They may be calling for his head. Looks good so far in the preseason. Looked good so far outside of that. I think it was the, the first Stars game, but there was nobody playing in front of him. Yeah, so it really didn't really matter. So like I said, give it some time, guys. Like I said, I'm excited to see what Newey does at, at the 2C because it seems like he is the 2C. Uh, um, going forward, obviously no Landy and no and no Darren Helm to start the season. So that's there's there's some depth pieces that that that, that you won't have. Um, but like I said, I'm excited to see what Erod does. I'm excited yes, to see what yeah. these guys, guys do because there's a lot of potential still on this team. And, oh, you also have – the greatest player on the planet right now and the another top five guy on your team just just to add cupcake to that oh and the guy the the other guy that's top five in the world just got a bag so he's gonna be happy and he's well he's not gonna be happy because if you listen to any of his teammates he's not happy never happy he he's gonna be calories this summer he's just pissed off now that he did that to himself yeah now he's got to go bag skate it off and he's gonna force everybody else to bag skate it off with him because He's that kind of leader. He leads from the front. He actually he doesn't even lead from the front. He leads from the side, telling you how shitty you are. Exactly. And I guess it works. Yeah. I guess it works. Uh, yes, we'll be keeping our eye. Uh, obviously, we have the Avalanche uh, winning the Central Division, and uh, obviously, we're not going to make playoff predictions. But when we get around that time, we'll keep an eye on the Avs throughout the re- throughout the season, and and as the rest of the NHL. Uh, I think probably around the new year, the Variety Sports Network is probably thinking about getting an NHL show uh just like talking the gridiron going i don't really want to host another show because it would be different if i was getting paid for all of this but again this is a hobby we are doing this out of the goodness of our soul and because we need to talk sports with somebody exactly but you can definitely count us in for that and obviously nba season starts in 10 days 15 11 yeah. days or so and i've already got my juices flowing with with, with seeing what this nuggets team can do so you bet your ass that we'll have more yes it'll be football season but yes we we will we will hit on everything everything because like i said it's 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 tough trading right now for our two teams <laughs> Well, we're going to transition now into uh, out of hockey. 
We're going to get into the Row One Brand college football rankings. Row One Brand, follow them at the Cool Stub on Twitter. You go to RowOneBrand.com. You get code, uh, use code VSP15, VSP15. You get 15% off any piece of art in their art gallery. Uh, so once again, the Row One Brand college football rankings. Georgia back up to number one. Ohio State number two. Alabama three. Clemson four. So there would be your uh, playoff matchup set. Michigan dropped out from four down to five. Tennessee into the sixth slot USC coming in coming in at number seven Oklahoma State eight Ole Miss nine and then rounding out the top 10 Penn State so all undefeated left in the top 10 uh anything surprise you out of the movement are you surprised how much teams are moving even though they're they're not losing necessarily I can't I know that this is how it always is set up I can't remember there being this much flip-flop back and forth between one to three to two to one just after one loss. And I get that if you don't look great, it's a problem, but it seems a little iffy. I, if I'm being honest with you, I like it. I fucking love it. I want to see it. It's very, very good, Jimmy. Because look yeah. at this. There's only been one team that has, that has week in, week out showed up against everybody they played, except maybe week one against Notre Dame. That's Ohio State. Every other team has had fumbles in the road where they're like, oh my God, how do they, how they, how they almost lose this game? And then, and it's funny to say that because look, most of these big teams play shit schedules at the beginning. You don't get into the to the meat of the schedule until until the until the middle of uh, um, end of October, middle of November, and once that starts to hit, things get interesting. Like I said, Alabama, you're not playing the Citadel, you're not playing Texas, but a big one against Oklahoma. You're not playing them anymore. You're playing one, one of the highest teams of football coming up this weekend in Tennessee. In Tennessee. I mean, and, and look, the USC's of the world. You, you're, you're, you look. You have, there's a clear chance for the Pac-12, but the dying conference. I, I guess I'll put quotations around it because it's not dead yet, but it's nearly there to make the Final Four. You win out. Everyone else beats up on each other. You have your spot. You really do. You have your spot because you have to think if Michigan loses to Ohio State, you'll jump ahead of them. If Tennessee loses to Alabama, you'll jump ahead of them. If you if, if you if you find yourself in a position where you're undefeated, you'll 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 have you'll fit in perfectly. So, like I said, there's it's it's keeping teams on notice, saying you're not comfortable, Alabama. You're not comfortable, Georgia. You're not comfortable, Ohio State or 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 or, or uh, Michigan. You have there are some dogs behind you, and they're just rearing up for for the chance at a twelve team playoff here in a couple of years when it go, when it gets put into place. Because like I said teams are on watch right now. That is what it's good for. I mean, it's going to show the parity. And these teams have struggled. We we mentioned it. Alabama struggled when they went on the road to Texas. Uh, oh, or well, Penn State uh, had to struggle a little bit when they went into Auburn. So you're getting different environments at different times of the year. It is good. I agree with you. Uh, Red River rivalry. Not much of a rivalry this year, huh? And we were talking. Here we were talking. Oh, I guess it was it was mainly me talking all that mess about how good Oklahoma's defense is and and this and that. And uh, pull up a forty-nine nothing. A, a a goose egg in college football, Jimmy. You I mean, not, I mean, how hard is that? You could not stop a soul. Like, <clears throat> have some pride. All that game shows me, Jimmy, is that if Quinn Ewers played against Bama. I'll say it. They probably could have won. I'll, I, I'll be. Yeah. I'll. I'll be the one to say it. I. I. I may. Next season, Quinn Ewers. Bookmark the the game. Well, I guess Bryce Young is probably coming out in the NFL draft. 
I was going to say Quinn Ewers versus Bryce Young is much more of a marquee quarterback matchup than we maybe thought going into the. It may be those two guys are the next number one, two over number one overall picks. Maybe Bryce Young this year, Quinn Ewers the following year. Because like I said, this guy with the mullet, with the with the swagger, he's at Texas, and, and the guy knows that that look, he, he's a ticking time bomb, a ticking electric factory. He doesn't have the best players around him, but when he's on the field, everyone knows that the ball's going through him, and he's going to take them as far as they can. And right now, if Texas didn't, if Texas, if Quinnerus didn't get injured, we'd be talking about Texas in the top ten, arguably in a position to possibly get a be a chance for a, for a top four bid. That's 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 a play matter of the fact. They've had tough losses to some good teams, and and right now, if if Quinn Ewers plays the full season, they don't have to worry about that. They're, they're in a very good position because look, we were being very nice when we said Oklahoma could be Missouri, because <laughs> at this point they're going to be Vanderbilt, <laughs> and and their ass is going to be the 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 the, the red uh, uh what's it called the the the, the red uh, uh the red, red river rivalry. Okay. The bad country music station. I don't know between Oklahoma and 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 uh, uh, fucking Vanderbilt every year and Nashville, Tennessee versus Oklahoma. I'm oh. pretty sure they they border each other. I don't know yeah. geography. We're not geography. geography. I, I teach geography, so don't say that. Okay, maybe we were half of us are a geography, <laughs> but the other half sure as hell is not. So either way, I think they border each other. So maybe it's the 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 country music showdown where Devin Vanderbilt have nail biters every year because this team yeah. with, with 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 as piss poor as they played in the Big Twelve this year, right now we were talking about I don't maybe Texas will be the team that falls off, and, and but no. I think it's going to be Oklahoma because if you forgot, good old Arch Manning is, is, is committed there next year. So you have Quinny Wurz, and in the following year, you have good old Arch Manning walking into the SEC. So, yep. like I said, I think it's the Oklahoma team that's going to be the knockoff now. Look, I don't care what you want to say about, about them losing their coach and, and, and how much they've fallen off, but I think Oklahoma is a ticking time bomb. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. Um... That's for sure. And, and it's something that I don't think anybody expected. I did want to mention before we get off the Rowan brand college football rankings, James Madison deserves a shout out. They're undefeated right now. They're new program into the Sun Belt. They were a FCS school last season. This is their first year up with the big boys. And they are some of the games they're putting to work, putting work on, on people. They're winning games where they have to come back to. They're very impressive in their first season up at, at the division one, one, a level. Uh, so shout out to James Madison, they deserve. They deserve the top twenty-five build. I gotta give they. Who is their James Madison mascot? Is that like a pirate or something? Jay. Look, they're 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 a, they're a pretty good team in college basketball. They're, 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 are they? Are, did they move up to uh, Division sure. One? I'm pretty yeah. sure because I've bet on them in college basketball. I know that for. Oh, a they're fact. the Dukes. They're the Dukes. James Madison Dukes. That makes sense. I guess. Oh. They deserve this a shout out. So that's the uh, Row One Brand college football ranking. Follow Row One, Row One Brand at the Cool Stub, and uh, check out their website, RowOneBrand.com. Use code BSP15 get fifteen percent off your order when you get anything in the art gallery. <clears throat> Do we have to talk about NFL football now? Is, oh, is let's that bite, let's bite the bullet? It's taking us this long. It's taking us this long. So are we starting with Thursday night just like let's, we did with my let's team? Let's start with the shit show. Fuck it. Let's get let's rip the band. How many field goals? How many field goals was this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven total field goals. 
And there was another two that were missed. Oh, so, oh, by so. the way, yeah, there was another two that were missed. And this was also a game quarterback by two two guys that are four time, at least four time pro bowlers. And two guys are brand new, brand new teams. I, I mean, I mean, look, the, the biggest storyline of the game was was the Melvin Gordon fumbles. And my God, I don't even have to talk about that because he did just fine. But everything else that happened with this shit show of the team uh, is, is what I saw on the field. I Look, I didn't think it could get worse. Oh, by the way, remind yeah. everybody, you were there in person, right? I sat through that song, bitch. And, and look, you didn't leave? I did not leave. <laughs> I sat there with my, I sat there with my girl and I was like, she was like, why is there people leaving? I'm like, look, there's a reason why people are leaving. I told her, I was like, I'm having so much fun with you, but but th- this is the worst, one of the worst football games I have ever been to. I don't care if we win or lose at this point. Just let somebody fucking win and let somebody at least get the end zone. Give me give me entertainment. Let the people let the Colts fans around me have fun, or at least me have fun. Instead of watching this this soccer field, the soccer game. I'm I mean <laughs> Jimmy, 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 I, I, I pay, we pay $250 million for this guy. $250 million for this yeah. guy. And look, he's stuck. He's absolutely stuck. And this team has, this team has invested all this time and money into this guy. And man, I, I get, it's funny. Week one, you didn't want to get the ball to him, Right. You, you had two-minute drill. You didn't want to get the ball to him. You, you settled on a 60-yarder, 60, 60-yard 60 field goal from your kicker to win you the game. That's, 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 that's plain and simple. You rely mm-hmm. on your kicker to win you the game. And now, here we are three, three weeks later, and you try to oversell it at this point. You, <laughs> you Is it overselling it? I think that was the right call. I think probably- that – the right call is handing the ball to Melvin Gordon, the guy who was averaging five yards per carry that drive alone, Jimmy, that drive yeah. get into that field position because you ran the ball. <laughs> and, but that play was open too. It was, it was Russ. It was Russ. Russ has not, he's not hitting the timing of this offense to where he's throwing the ball late and it's making everything else. It makes Hackett look bad because I, I, Hackett is calling good plays. He is, and he's and he's he's having plays that are open. Absolutely, he is. But Jimmy, that play wasn't open. The ghost of Malcolm Butler was sitting right there guarding KJ Hamler, because that's the same fucking play. Look at it. Watch it. it. it Side by side. Same fucking play. You have a one-on-one on the right side slant route, and you have a run play on the left, and two guys are streaking. You you. It's the same fucking play, and KJ beats this guy. He beats this guy, and because of the thought in his mind being like, fuck, I, I know this play. I don't want to even look right. He didn't even get to a second option, Jimmy. It's the same fucking play. Same exact play. And, and, and look, we, I, you can, look, KJ Hamble was wide open, but it shows to, to the character of this team and how pissed off everyone is that KJ Hamble throws his helmet on the, on the ground. This is an unproven receiver that, that, that has done nothing, nothing in the league. And he throws his helmet down and yells at Russ. That, 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 that's the respect that you have for your quarterback. That's the respect you have for your team. That should never happen. It doesn't matter what the hell happens. You do that in the locker You push the guy in the locker room. You don't fucking throw your helmet on on national TV and you lose your mind. And that's a conversation KJ probably had with Russ at the end. But, man, this – look, look. The, the story of this team is the incapabilities of, of Russ and Hackett together, and it's the injuries. 
There is $75 million on the IR right now. 75. No one in the league is even close to half of that. This team doesn't have its RB1, its wide receiver two, who are both out for the year, its starting left tackle out for the year, starting right guard uh, hasn't played, Quinn Miners hasn't played all year. You're starting right tackle, who you signed in the offseason, Billy Turner. You, you, your number one tight end has not, has not even played uh, as, as getting two snaps a game. You don't have your starting safety. You don't have you don't you 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 lost uh, um, Randy Gregory to an injury. You lost Baron Browning to an injury. This team has more money. And, and sorry, you lost your number two corner as well. There isn't a team right now that has more injuries than this team, and, and, and I will die on it. This team is very bad. They are awful. I am not saying that they're not, but my God, does it help at least to have some of them out there? It does, because because one or two of those guys out there probably wouldn't do that football game. You have Javante, you have Javante on that in that game. You probably win that game. You have Tim Patrick. He you probably win that game. That's how bad that game was. Matt Ryan, you you have a game, Jimmy. In the look in the history of the uh, of statistics, teams are twenty and one when a team has six sacks, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles. And the one happened to be Thursday night for the Denver Broncos. Your defense is a top five defense. It's not even a question anymore. It's, it, it is that good defensively. Your offense isn't competent enough to punch it in on at, at, within the 20-yard line. That's where we're at at this point. And it doesn't get better because your offense got worse with all the injuries it has. So I don't know what's going to happen. But, my God, thank God the Chiefs at least – Beat, beat the Raiders on Monday Night Football, or else this team is the worst team, is, is last place in this division. Because there is zero doubt in my mind the worst team in this division right now is the Denver Broncos. How much leeway is, is Hackett going to get? I know that you're already, if the right coach becomes available, you would be open to talking about it. This is a new ownership group. They aren't the ones that hired Hackett. Uh, how much of a leash do you think he's going to have? I, 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 I will, I will hesitate to say that he's made improvements on his side. I, 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 he's a much better coach week, week five than it is week one. I think whether it be the clock management issues, I think it's whether it be the decision, the, the long ass taking time to decisions, everything's going to go blame back to the coach because your quarterback is Russell Wilson. And let's be honest right now, if Drew Locke was doing, is, was doing this performance right now, we'd all be, we'd all be blaming Drew Locke instead of Dan Hackett. That's the fact of the matter is because Russell Wilson, who he is, and we thought he'd be the savior. And look, he's a Hall of Famer. He absolutely is. He's a Hall of Famer and a guy that's probably the best quarterback for a franchise's history. But man, I I don't know how it goes up from here. You, you have it, it doesn't get easier. You play you have played probably the easiest part of your schedule thus far. Up until the bye week, you play the Jaguars in London, which isn't going to be an neat walkthrough. You play the Jets, who are three and two, who all of a sudden look look reasonable. Yes, they play backup quarterbacks every single week, and that's why they're three and two, but they look reasonable. And then obviously you play the Chargers next Monday night. It doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier. And this team right now has to figure it out and figure it out quickly, or else this is going to get ugly fast. Because like lest we forget. The Denver Broncos don't have a first-round pick for the next three years, and there's no tanking. Yeah, they don't have a first-round pick, and they also have not been over 500 in a long time. And 
This was a franchise that went 60 well, years mean, without. Last year we started out 3-0, but it's. No, I mean, finishing the season 500. They haven't finished the season 500. And this was a team for 50 years, never had back-to-back losing seasons. And now it's just become a habit and it's a habit they're going to have to break. Uh, I, there were four beat down or a few beat downs. Let's talk a little bit about the team, the beat downs and what they mean for each team. So it's Bills, Steelers, Bills get the win 38 to three, uh, Pats, Lions, Patriots, Patricia gets his revenge, 29, nothing over the Lions. Uh, I'm going to count the Jets and Dolphins too. The Jets Dolphins was a beat down uh, 40 to 17, probably the best that a lot of Jets fans have felt. And then the 49ers and Panthers, the Panthers, are the Panthers the worst team in football? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're the worst team in football. And look, the Texans, the Texans beat the, how many times out of 10 do the Texans beat the Panthers? I, I think maybe five, maybe six out of 10. Yeah. I would not. I would not put it higher than that because I don't trust either team. They all just suck. Let's. I would not put it nine times out of ten. It'd be like six out of ten. It'd be. It'd be a hell of a seven game series between two shit shows. So yeah. I. I, Let's. uh, So which one of those four games? Which one? Fucking ass kicking that started at eleven o'clock. This is going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. I don't think there's any question about it. And look at it, it's not his fault. It really isn't. It's really not his fault at this point. Kenny Pickett, it looks lost out there. And this defense, you don't have the defensive player of the year. Reigning defensive player of the year in your lineup hurts a lot. But, man, I, I look, look, I, I'll raise my hand. I benched Gabe Davis in one of my fantasy leagues. You know how much that hurts to say? The guy, the guy on the first or the second drive of the game from the one-yard line scored 15 points in one play, 99 yards and a touchdown. So that's how my that's how my week of fantasy went, just for those wondering out there. That'll be yeah. our in the clutch uh fantasy player of the week, by the way, in the clutch sports. Exactly. I, I'm I'm just I am infatuated with this team. How fun is it to be a Buffalo Bills fan right now? I'm watching this game and I'm like Fuck, that must be so must be so much fun. <laughs> is this what winning feels like? Is this what football looks like? Is this what a, a damn good quarterback in, in a damn good office looks like? Man, it brings tear to my eye watching these fucking spots up there. Should I should I mention the thing that, that I shouldn't? I know I shouldn't mention it, but for the listeners, I should probably the Broncos could have drafted Josh Allen. I'm aware of that, Jimmy. I know. I'm, I'm well aware of that. And the guy was right down the street in Wyoming. I know. I, we don't need to be a dead horse here. I'm just as sad. And he's, and, and he's 6'6", six, six, so he meets the John Elway height requirement. Oh, just saying just putting, <laughs> the listeners the bench warmers would have been mad at me if i didn't point that out i know we'll do it every goddamn week we'll do it probably every week before the super bowl at this point just remind people of my misery hey look look <laughs> hey look bradley i'm not saying bradley chubb is a terrible player he's having probably the best year of his career thus far he's playing outstanding football but motherfucking this guy is the best player in football <laughs> outside of justin tucker obviously but this is, this is the best player in football right now yeah I did. that's your bite back on me yeah that's your bite back back with you a little bit but but yeah i oh, damn, it, it must be so much fun to be a Bills fan i want to fucking put myself to the table at this point but through misery from jamming my head and eyes glued to the damn TV watching my shit team. At least you, you get to go through tables and put yourself through tables through joy because your team whoops the ass of everybody they put in front of you. Yeah, well, that's that's fair. Uh, let the 49ers-Panthers, that's the other one that I wanted to mention. 49ers look like they figured themselves out. 
Uh, you got lucky. You you faced Jimmy G when he still didn't have a playbook. Like <laughs> Shanahan was still like considering where he should I give Jimmy the plays that we're gonna run or should I not? And yeah, you should have because turns out you can still win with Jimmy Garoppolo. This roster is really good. It's the most violent defense in football over there. San Francisco is the nastiest defense. Like Fred Warner. I said it on talking to Gridiron. He's this generation's Patrick Willis and Ray Lewis. If he gets to that stature, who knows? But as of right now, nobody's more feared, I would say, it, at that middle linebacker position. Maybe Devin White, and that's about yeah. it. That's about but it. I would say, too, if Devin White gets to you and if Fred Warner gets to you, it feels different. It they feels still, different. Yeah, they still hit like a goddamn freight train. Yeah, for us it would feel the same, but I'm I'm saying for like the other pro pro athletes making millions of dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, I I forgot to take myself out of that equation. I was I was talking uh, like it was. You, me. you mean all the quarterbacks that 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 if they get blown on, it's a pass. It's, it's a rough and pass call. Yeah, Only say. Tom Brady. Only Tom Brady gets those pass interference And calls. Derek Carr, apparently, right? And Derek Carr for fumbling the football and being rewarded for, for fumbling the football, right? <laughs> Look, Nico, the slow athletic white guys have it hard enough in this sport. Oh, we, we, could, we could go on and on about the shitty officiating. I'll fucking make it. It, was, it wasn't great. Smart. Shitty officiating, shitty coaching. I mean, that's we're, let's move to the Sunday Night Football because I, I need to rip my Band-Aid off, too. I love Zach Taylor for what he did last season, and that playoff run was was a hell of a time. You gotta go, dude. You you gotta get gone. You are the only reason that this team this team has the stat to where they had ten games decided within three points, and that shouldn't have happened. Last year was a bad offensive line. That's what you could hide behind. This year, you don't have anything else to hide behind. You are the reason that this team can't win or can't win big or win the games that they should win. And you decide that we're going to just let Justin Tucker kick the game-winning field goal? You know he's hit a 66-yarder, right? You know that. That's something that you should have scouted. You should have scouted who their best players to go to on offense were. You didn't do that. <laughs> you you should have figured a way out. If they're going to take away Jamar Chase, you have other weapons. I know T. Higgins wasn't playing, but you have so much. There's a lot of depth in that receiver. There's – it's Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is the issue. I'm going to stand. I'm going to die on that hill. It's not his coordinators. I would like to keep Lou Anarumo if possible, because I, I do like the way that he has that defense going where their bend don't break and, and kind of analyze stuff initially and then be able to de- defeat you. Best safety tandem in the game. Uh, another big interception with Von, uh, yeah, Von Bell back there. But boy, it sucks. Like this. Such a good team, and it's held back by one guy. Yeah, I mean, look, look, I, I need I, this is a serious question, Jimmy. Take your bias out of this. When you were, when you were, because uh, you were winning the game, correct? You were, yes. at, at the end there, you're winning the game. When the Ravens get to the 50 yard line, is there, is there not, is there a thought that, yeah, we should let them score from here? From the 50 yard uh, t- line. A touchdown, yes. A touchdown, yes. Because I think there really is a conversation. This this guy, Justin Tucker, has hit fifty-one straight go-ahead field goals in the last two minutes of of, of regulation. It's not a question as to if he's going to make. Like the only way that he's not going to, it's not going to go in is if you block it. It's and, and and right now, 
it, it is it is as as smooth a motion as it is. And look, Vinatieri had the playoff success. Justin Tucker won a Super Bowl. People forget Vinatieri has a playoff success. But there isn't a better leg in the history of football than Justin Tucker. I can confidently say that. And look, we joke about cow kickers or or the extra people, or the odd men out, and blah blah blah. That's a weapon. It's a weapon that that when 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 all hell breaks loose, Lamar only has to get to the ball to the forty yard line and the game's over. This, it doesn't matter who, who how far you are. If it's under sixty yards, it's a guarantee in. This this guy is unbelievable. Like 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 look I, look. You don't realize how nice it is to have that good of a kicker until you don't have one, right? Until you don't have one. McPherson could be that. I'm not saying yeah. he isn't. No, he, he, he held serve with Tucker. He, he held serve. But when a game on the line, gun to my head, and I need a field goal, I am calling number nine Justin Tucker. And there isn't another person in the history of football I would do that otherwise it doesn't matter if it's from 60 or if it's from 15. I am calling number number nine's number and saying, go win me the football game. Like I said, that big of a weapon, it's unreal. And and look, on top of that, I look, I picked the Ravens to win that game because I, I what I saw the last two weeks and how they're a very good football team. This team is very, very good offensively. They are. And they're still mm. trying to get there defensively, in my opinion. They're still trying to get there. And, 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 and look, it was a much more, much bigger improvement. It was a much bigger improvement in the last two weeks. But like I said, I still think Kyle Hamilton has some room to grow. They don't have the weapons at corner like they did when they had Marcus Peters uh, and, and the likes of them. So they still have improvements. You know, Patrick Queen in his second year. Look, this team has room to grow. And, and but this is a big win at home. And look, as far as I'm concerned, is it a bad loss to Bengals? Yes, it is. It's a game you wanted to win. It's a game that you thought the game was over once Joe Should have won it by two touchdowns, Nico. Well, we should have well, won well, it by two. We dominated the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson still can't throw the football. And Lamar Jackson still is the most dynamic player in football. It doesn't matter. He's if a good running football. back. It's still the most dynamic quarterback in football. I will die on that hill. I don't care if you're a Bengals fan. He is the most dynamic quarterback in football. He doesn't have the arm strength of Josh Allen. He doesn't have he doesn't have the skill of Patrick Mahomes. But one on one open open tackle, I'm taking Lamar Jackson over every single person on that Bengals defense, and it's not even a question. So I look, I I think that the Ravens can grow upon this. I think, like I said. This division's open. The, the 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 Browns can't pull games out of their ass at the end of games. The 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 the, the uh, what's it called the Steelers are gonna have their first losing season in a long time. Like it's it's a two main race right now. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, the rest of the the rest of the AFC has not looked as good as we thought. So there's a very good chance this division could still get two playoff teams. It's whether or not that these decisions that Zach Taylor is making, the Bengals could get overpassing. Because like I said, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You absolutely are. You're shooting yourself in the foot, and it's and it's, and it's the defensive woes that keep coming back to bite you in the ass. I would bet anything right now that this Ravens team doesn't get past the divisional round of the playoffs. I'm not <laughs> saying they do, but they are a playoff team, and I can I will I, and, I, and and right now I I still think that they're a the driver's seat to win this division. I I I, I no, know and, not and, the driver's seat. They have a one game lead. Right now, with, with the wins that they've had in the division, I'm taking uh, right, right now what Lamar Jackson's done. Like I said, two losses, Jimmy. Two losses where they lost bad leads. And they were beating up the Bills. Beating the shit out of them, too. And, and then all hell broke loose. You can't underestimate the, the, the fact that they, that they blew those leads. 
but they were beating the shit out of two teams. One team that was undefeated, and or sorry, two teams that were undefeated. Or no, no, sorry, the Bills had lost before that. But two teams and the Dolphins that that were undefeated at that point, and, and red hot in football, and the Bills, who we all saw who that they are capable of. So you cannot take that with with a grain of salt. And 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 based upon the body of work, your team has lost to Cooper Rush. And, and, and right now, I'm trusting the Ravens at this point. I'm not saying it's going to last, but I am. Uh, I I had his box score pulled up. It's 19 to 32, 174. It's not a quarterback that's going to win you. It, it it just isn't. It's it's not good enough. If the Ravens are they they escaped their home field with a win the other night, I would say stand to say that they're not going to get much better by the end of the season. Uh, I wouldn't. Wouldn't put any stock in what happened. That's just my my thoughts. Maybe biased, might not be. Uh, I'm known on the show as a Lamar Jackson hater. He's a running back. He's a running back that can throw for 174 yards every now and then. And when you're a football game. I'm not saying that he doesn't win. <laughs> but let's just get the right position on your on your list there, buddy. Not not quarterback. You have to throw the ball to be a quarterback. You can't I, would, overthrow. I, would that, I would love that running back as my quarterback right now. That's all I'll say. There's, 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 I, there's more than half the teams in this in this league right now that would love that running back as their quarterback. I'm sure, and they're all probably going to pay him the money that he wants and and, and has earned. Won't. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And Baltimore, Baltimore won't. No, um, I think that that's pretty good for for last week. Obviously, the Eagles remain the only undefeated team. Uh, I think that's a game we should pick. We we do have to pick another uh, outside game for this week's pick'em. Um, so because of the Broncos, Broncos are back on prime time Monday Night Football now. So everybody, why, why do we have to do this, man? Just don't, uh, just, just. I can't wait till the London game where no one's gonna fucking watch this game. That's all I fucking care about. We actually may play good that game because because we don't want to watch this game. It's true. It's true. Uh, so the games that we're gonna be picking, uh, and well, we'll say the games that we're gonna be picking for this week. And then I'll give everybody an update on the standings. It's close still. It's not good, but it's still close. Uh, this week we will be picking Thursday night football between the Commanders and Bears. Fuck, what a shit uh, game! But I'm, I'm watching fucking hockey. I'm, 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 I'm uh, telling yeah, you right I'm now. I'm watching watching hockey on, on that one. The Bengals and Saints. Uh, the Bengals go to New Orleans to play the Saints. That'll be when we pick. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Where are, oh, Cowboys, we can't pick the Eagles game because that's Sunday Night Football. So let's do – Bills Chiefs is not is a, bet, is a good one. Yeah, so we'll do Bills really, Chiefs. I don't know. What, I get Philadelphia's good, but fucking Cooper Rush on Sunday Night Football, I get it's Dallas. But come on now. I think that was – I think it was set when Dak was the quarterback. I'm not, I'm not uh, sure. So we'll pick uh, we'll pick Bills Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, Broncos, Chargers, and I think we, we need another one because we normally what? do six. Why, right? why don't we pick a team that's one of the hottest teams of football, the New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> why not? <laughs> we'll throw that one in there. <laughs> You're going to make me have to pick against the Ravens. That's fine. That's and fine. I Giants, can do it. That's right. <laughs> that's fine. All right. So uh, update on the standings. Both of us went 3-3 three and three last week. Nico got the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Chiefs right. Uh, lost the Broncos, lost the Packers, lost the Lions. I got – the uh, Patriots, Eagles, and Chiefs, right? Lost the Broncos, lost Packers, and lost the Bengals. So, as it stands right now, five weeks into the season, Nico's 14 and 16. I am 13 and 17. These are two like terrible records. <laughs> not great. It's not, it, it could get better. We'll, we'll see if it gets better this week. Uh, like we said, we are ready for <clears throat> week five of the FEOTB pod pick 'em. 
And that brings us to Thursday Night Football, Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. The line is even. So line even is even. At this point right now? Even at this point, over-under is set at 38. Justin Fields, by the way, did complete the most passes of his season, 14 of them on the day, all in one game. 14? Oh, my God. This is such a shit game. I thought last week was bad. Poor Kirk Herb streaking out. Michael. Michael's at this point is like, I fucking – I, I, Michael's I, roast all I'm of the, the voice of the, I'm, he, God, I'm a voice of the goddamn miracle on ice. And you put me in these motherfuckers. Like, come on now. <laughs> I don't want this shit show. Yeah. Uh, I am going to be starting Carson Wentz in my teacher fantasy league. I have Wentz and Mary. I have Wentz and Mariota. And Mariota's gotten me a solid 12 points. Mariota's insufficable. Or, 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 and my two QB league, he's been at my number yeah. two QB. He's actually done decently for me. Uh, we, so yeah. are you, so you're putting your, your hand, your, your trust in the hands of a guy that when their head coach asked, what's the difference between them and the division? It's, he said quarterback blatantly. Rob? No, but I, I don't, the way that league scores points, I need Car- Carson Wentz, even in his shit show of last week, scored 21 points. In that league, oh I don't know how the scoring is set up. The under, the under right now, I'm pretty sure it's at set like 42 points. It's the lowest. 38. Uh, fuck, it's even it's gotten even lower than than when I took it, which mm-hmm. is even funnier. Like I, <laughs> look, who, who are you picking in this debacle? Oh man, I I'm gonna go Washington. I I, I don't love it. They get Chase. They're apparently getting Chase Young back, which I I don't I don't know. But they're apparently getting Chase Young back, and I think Carson Wentz has more better weapons. <laughs> sure, I'll that's that's how I'll pick this game. Terry McLaurin, Jahad Dodson, and uh, Brian Robinson are, are a better uh, wide receiver group than whatever Chicago wants to throw out there weekly. So I was pretty cool going going out to many men after being shot. One hell of a story. That's all Washington does at this point, Jimmy, is have good stories off the of players off the field, so that so that the, the how shitty their organization is, they can deal with that. So so I, yeah. I I'm going Commanders. I don't love it. I'm not. I'm going to be betting on this game because why not? It's a Thursday night football game, and we always bet the primetime games. I don't care what what you say. You bet the primetime games. I'm going to go Washington because because I'm blind just. That one, sure, that one. Last of two evils. I'm going with Chicago because they normally play bad teams better. And You're I, not wrong. You're Washington not. is a pretty bad team, so I think maybe Justin Fields completes like 15, 16 passes this time and uh, maybe even scores a touchdown. Let's say that. So I'm going to go with the Bears uh, for Sunday Night Football. Bengals-Saints in New Orleans. Uh, Andy Dalton revenge game, question mark? Cincinnati favored minus one and a half over under set at 44. What are your thoughts? What's the line out right now? One and a half, Cincy. One and a half. I am going to take that one and a half with Cincinnati because just like Andy Dalton's revenge game, it's the Joe Burrow returning home game. Let's not forget. The majority of that stadium will be Saints jerseys, but there will be 25% of that that will be LSU Joe Burrow jerseys. Like, like, like I said, I look. That's he, Joe Burrow. Last time, I, I don't know if this is the first time he's played in the stadium since the uh, national championship. But he, you don't think he well, he's excited to come back? 
he is juiced. He is juiced. I'm I'm giving Cincinnati the, the, the cakewalk here, if I'm being honest with you. New Orleans last week won because it was the one one game a year where it's the Taysom Hill game. It's the Taysom Hill game where he does everything, and then they win a football game. They shouldn't have won that game. They had no business winning that game, but it's the Taysom Hill game every single year, and he did everything, and they won the football game. I don't think lightning strikes twice. New Orleans is going to be in limbo right now, and Joe Burrow goes back to Louisiana, basically his second home at this point, where he's a god in that in that state, and he and he comes out with a W. First time Jamar Chase is also playing in the stadium since they won the national championship. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that one actually. I'm glad that we get to go to New Orleans, knock off the rust, knowing Zach Taylor we're going to win by a point, and. Uh, as long as they win my two points, Jimmy, I don't care. I want to cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, maybe. Good teams win, better teams cover. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, going from that team to now a team, one team that I say doesn't have a quarterback and a team that legit doesn't play their quarterback, and Saquon Barkley has been taking a majority of the snaps, the New York football giants, the New York football giants keeping pace with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC beast four and one. Four Jimmy, and one. Jimmy, what, what is this division? The best division in football? The best division in football? I mean, what the fuck? The Eagles are good. Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starting quarterback. And my God, Brian Dable has those boys balling. <laughs> like, best hire of the best hire of the season? Uh, I, I, him and O'Connell, because O'Connell's done a hell yeah. of a job with Minnesota too. He's That's, also four and one. Yeah, also four and one. So there's one A and one B, and I think Dable gets a slight edge because he's working with a lot less than, than <laughs> he doesn't have Justin Jefferson on his team. So I would say Dable gets a slight nod there. But man, talk about a hell of a job. Good for him, man. I'm not. I, oh, I look, look, look. I said it. I, I don't know how long ago it was. I said it. If there's one place, if you're Lamar Jackson, you should go to. It should be the New York Giants. And because you get to go to a bigger market, him and Saquon backfield would be one of the best backfields in football. And it's not even a question. I, it would be very, very difficult to stop that team in the run game. Obviously, the pass game is very different. But at this point, the Giants don't, doesn't, has, has as good of a receiving group as the Ravens do. Obviously, not as good of a tight end in Mark Andrews, but as good of a receiving group as the Ravens do. So, I'm going Baltimore. <laughs> I, think, I, I think, look, that's a good story what New York's doing. But I, I have to go Baltimore here, and, and then I'm going to pick them to, to squeak a win out. But like I said, the Giants are, are pointing in the right direction. And it's cool to see Saquon get back. Because like I said, people, running backs especially, don't come off bad ACL injuries like that and come back to form as good as he has. So it's very, very cool to see. I just don't think New York has the, has, has the whereabouts. And look, I said that about them playing the Packers last week. Right, so I may bite the bullet again. So I, I'm gonna go Ravens here. New York Giants. Saquon Barkley drops 15 points and 15 extra points in fantasy. Drops three touchdowns on this bad Baltimore Ravens defense because you know Joe Mixon hasn't had a great season. Ran for 78 yards the other night. They were able to run the football. That bad Bengals offensive line was opening up massive holes. So having Saquon and Daniel Jones, I guess, 
<laughs> I guess. Just, you're just there. You're just there because you got to be, bud. You're just. I, I think they can call Daniel Jones also a running back at this point, right? <laughs> that dude cannot throw the ball for shit, but man, can he? They don't allow him to throw the ball. That's Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. They don't allow Daniel Jones to throw the ball. <laughs> Brian Dable's like, what are you? What do we talk about? You don't throw the ball. If option one, two, or three isn't open, and usually it's only option one, you run the ball. <laughs> Pull it down, Dan. Just run. Dan, Daniel, just go. All right. We're split on that one. Uh, that's good. We're split on Washington, Chicago, and uh, Baltimore, New York. So then the right next when one. We, right when we think that, that we're going to close the gap, some offset's going to happen. Uh, the two teams that we – that we agree on, the team we agree on is going to get their ass kicked. It's just a far end of the bench curse at this point. Probably. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to Sunday night football, the Cowboys at the Eagles, uh, NFC beast matchup, Cooper Rush versus Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has a dog in him. <laughs> All of the dog in him. Um, Nick Sirianni too. I, I will have to eat my hat on that one. I gave Nick Sirianni the most shit for his rock, paper, scissors on, on the zoom call meetings. Uh, Credit to him because he said, like, after, like, week three, he, he gave up play-calling duties, gave up anything to do. He's, like, basically just managing the sideline. Everybody else coaches their own position, and it's worked. That's Five what? and oh, Only undefeated team left in football. He realizes the fucking the, – the identity of this team, and that's the dog mentality of the offensive line. It's a dog mentality of their defense. And, and that's what got them a Super Bowl win uh, uh, not too long ago with Nick, Big Dick Nick at quarterback. It wasn't it wasn't stellar quarterback play, which they do have right now, but it, it, it was a lot of dogs on the offensive line that made life for the quarterback easy. And it was a lot of dogs on the defense that just fly around. And man, this Eagles team. I, I, what's gonna budge here, Jimmy? Is it gonna be Cooper Rush's undefeated streak or, or on beat streak, or is it the Eagles on beat streak? And I I wanna say that it could be it could be the it could be the Eagles. Fuck that. No, I'm going the dog mentality. Cooper Rush has no dog in it. I would pick, I would think of consider it, 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 I would consider the Cowboys if they had Dak Prescott, but they don't. And I look, Cooper Rush, it's been a fun, it's been a fun ride. You, you don't know what's coming with this defense. This team's defense is going to fly around. This defense is going to run all over you. And look, if there's one offensive line that, 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 if there's one offensive lineman that can lock up Michael Parsons, it's good old Lane Johnson at left tackle. It is Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. Right, right tackle. Right tackle, whatever, fucking, wherever he's put on the line. That is the, that is the man that, that, that Michael Parsons will have to go to the other side to because, he, because he, he's scared of him. So I'm going to the Eagles here with a big one. What's the line at? Do you know where the line's at? The line for that game is. Oh, in Philadelphia is an interesting one. In Philly, Philly minus five and a half, over under at 42 and a half. Or not five and a half, Philly minus five. Five even. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> uh, Landon Dickerson got his uh, – Jason Kelsey did get injured last week. Landon Dickerson got to move down. We saw the future of the center position. It still looked pretty good last week for the Eagles. Um, I'm a little nervous because the Cowboys defense has been able to win good rush some games. Uh, that's the reason Cooper Rush is five and zero. It's not anything he's doing. It's the defense is just pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty damn good yeah. If you block Micah Parsons, then Demarcus Lawrence is the guy that's free to sack your quarterback, and he does that often. He does that quite often. Um, I'm also going with the Eagles, though. I, I do have faith in them. They're going to make it six and zero, and then who knows what happens after that. <clears throat> Next up, we have Monday Night Football, last game of the week. 
Chargers almost charged their game away. Now, even (laughs) they almost gave up a a hell of a performance. Did you play anybody that had Mike Williams? I did not know. (laughs) Uh, Well, we had Austin Eckler, so I'm sure whoever we were playing, and I know the person we were playing, he's actually one of the kids I went to elementary school with that joined our league. Uh, He's probably pretty mad that I had, you know, we, we had Eckler. He's probably pretty upset. Eckler's a dog. And if there's one, yeah. there's, there's one thing that the last five weeks have shown me is that the Broncos can get the like, – look, look, it's not – look, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will be locked up for, for most, most of the game. I can say that with confidence. But one of them is going to expose Michael Ojemudia or, or, or Damari Mathis or whoever the hell you want to put at cornerback two without Ronald Darby. It's going to be that field day over there. And because I don't hate the Chargers as much as I hate the Raiders, as much as I hate the Chiefs, I, God damn it, I'm picking the Chargers. I, I'm, I want to win this, A, and B. I don't think there's a capable way of this team beating this Chargers team. I really don't. I unless Brand Staley kicks himself in the ass and 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 now fucks himself. That's the only way this happens, Jimmy. It's the I'm only. I'm so way. excited. I'm so excited because now if I win this week and pick them, it's going to be to spite you because I'm picking the Broncos. Broncos. Yes. Do you remember? Oh, my God. No, listen. I have method. Please tell me how how my team's going to win this week because I don't think we – I don't know how. Do you remember when Phil Rivers on Monday Night Football in Los Angeles was up on the Broncos by 24 points at halftime? And And Eddie Royal? Yes. I remember yes. that game very vividly, and that was the turnaround for the Denver Broncos season. And that's bingo. What, and that's <laughs> you think this is going to be the turnaround? It's game? the same situation. We just, history same. just repeats itself. Philip Rivers was fucking thirty-eight years old. <laughs> Justin Herbert's twenty-three. And, and he's got the, injured ribs. He's basically. But Damian Thomason was in New York at that point. And they, they don't. They didn't have the number one running or number two, whatever top five running back in football at that point. They didn't have. Uh, uh, they didn't have Sean Merriman on the team still. Now they have uh, Joey Bosa and, and, and Cleo Mack on this team. They didn't have. I, I, I love what I love what you're saying, Jim. I really do. I love what you're saying. I would uh, like to think that happens. I hope I lose it. I really do. I hope I lose this week and that you can and that you can get back with me. But I'm not an idiot. And, and, and like I said, it's going to be the Spider-Man meme. The thing with hacking Brand Staley be like, who's going to fuck up worse? Who's going to fuck up worse? It's going to be you, going to be me, going to be you, going to be me. I'm, look, look, the Chargers are averaging. I don't know what the points per game is right now, but I guarantee it's over 25. This Broncos team cannot suffice over 16 points per game right now. And, and I don't care how good this defense is. It, it, it really is that good. But the, we are going to see the injuries get to this team, and it's going to be just – Pain is all I'll say. It's pain. And look, that stadium is going to be oranged out. I, the Chargers, it doesn't matter how good the Chargers get, that stadium will always be orange, and the Chargers will have no fans outside of a couple of my friends. But either way, it doesn't matter. I, that, that Chargers will have no fans. They're the second team in L.A. doesn't care. They haven't won a Super Bowl there. The other team did. So it'll be oranged out, and, and just like last, or just like not this past week, but two weeks ago, it'll be oranged out. It was like it was oranged out in Vegas. It won't matter because this team won't put up more than fucking 12 points a game. Do you have the over underline for this game? I would love to see what it is. Because if it's fucking like 49 points, I'm taking the under. Well, the Chargers average 24.4 points a game, and the over under for this one is 45 and a half. So, 
So, so, so team that team that literally hasn't hasn't scored a touchdown, uh, uh, and and fucking six quarters, or or a team that, well, against a team that literally shoots itself in the foot constantly. Yeah, I'm not touching this over unless the Chargers kick, Chargers kick our ass. Well, it, it was an so Bulla didn't lose last week. We will say that Bulla didn't lose. Bulla tied. He, he, like, he hates ties too. Bula tied. Um, but Bula said fuck soccer at this point. He, he may come back with some World Cup picks. You never know. But right now he said fuck soccer because Dortmund last 90th minute goal tied, tied up the game, and that's why he tied. He covered, basically. I, he didn't lose. He didn't win. It's, it's, it's like kissing your sister, basically. I, I know I bet he bet like that, but that's how it is. This week, he's got a juicy one, Jimbo. He's got a juicy one. The hottest team in college football against the powerhouse. He's taking the Tennessee Volunteers plus the seven and a half points. He fucking loves it. And now at, or at home, Tennessee is hosting the, the juggernaut that is Alabama. And Bula tells me he has been singing Rocky Top all fucking all week long. And he feels that seven half spread. He doesn't know if he's going to win. That's why he's not taking the money line. But he thinks Rocky Top's going to make it a game. And that cigar rivalry, Tennessee will make it a game. And the hottest team in college football right now that has been kicking the shit out of teams right now, Tennessee's going to cover this plus seven and a half. I feel like this is the one getting back on track, Jimmy. I really do. I don't know. I feel it, though. Yeah, I mean, not a bad, not a bad idea to. I'm not going to give him. He's betting against the, the, the team you basically never bet against, which which makes it difficult. But you have to unjinx yourself somehow, right? Fade Bulla, <laughs> Fade Bulla. Um, it's not a bad idea to bet on a 25 year old college quarterback. Hendon Hooker's 20, damn near 26. <laughs> uh, that's uh, you have a, a most dominant team of the week. That uh, the Buffalo can, Bills. I, I can say Buffalo yeah. Bills every week because I wish I was a Bills fan. It's all awesome. true. I true. Wish, wish <laughs> Let's uh, we're gonna get into start bench cut. And before we do, we have to we have breaking news. I know it took us this long to get into the breaking news. Variety Sports Network has a new partner that we're working with, and it's SeatGeek. So, SeatGeek. Everybody knows it. You can download it, the app uh, from Apple Store or any, if you have an Android, it's also available there. Download the SeatGeek app, use code BSN, and you get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. And uh, this will be your SeatGeek start bench cut. Um, my start bench cut for you, Nico, this week, college sporting events. So Ooh. you're giving me, Ooh. <clears throat> let's see, let's see, we'll go. What's what's the college football rivalry that's biggest for you? Uh, oh, fuck. I, this also plays well because part of March Madness is going through Denver. One of the rounds of the tournament is going through Denver. It, I, it, am I am I picking college football rivalry, college basketball rivalry? That, pick that, that pick a college football rivalry and a college basketball rivalry. College football, and rivalry, then college football rivalry. I'm picking Alabama versus Auburn. Because okay. that game every year always results in fireworks. College basketball does not even question it's North Carolina and, and Duke. Which which uh, facility though? Indoor, uh, Cameron uh, Indoor, Cameron or, Indoor, uh, and say Brian Denny Stadium. Okay, um, and then national championship. Just say Mercedes Benz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mercedes Benz national championship. So start bench cut. Uh, Bama versus. Um, 
Auburn, in, in Brian Denny, in Tuscaloosa, <clears throat> Cameron Indoor, uh, where Northern North Carolina goes to play Duke, and then national championship in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Not, not You don't have a college football team, but let's say the Heisman Trophy winner is playing in that national championship, and you have the opportunity to go start bench cut those three sporting events. This is the SeatGeek start bench cut. Use promo code VSN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All right, starting right away, I, because it's one of the sport, college sporting events that I need to go to. It's not even a question at this point. I'm starting North Carolina Duke game. It's not even a question. I need to go to that game. I want to go to that game. I want to uh, to real to, to witness the second best uh, um, college students uh, student section in college basketball. Yes, I said it. Fucking fight me. I'll say it every week. Um, and then and then I'll I'll say. I'll say national championship number two because I, I it, it's it, it is cool uh, um, watching like the juggernauts of the war, of the two teams like if I would have saw LSU versus um, who did they beat Clemson in the national championship and it was if it was Trevor Lawrence or Joe Brown, I would have loved that I think that that would have been a lot of fun so I'll say that's my bench and I've been to Bryant Denny Stadium so and Auburn isn't fucking anything Auburn isn't good anymore they're, yeah. they're not anything anymore so it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, yeah, that rivalry is not not quite as good as it has been in the past. Um, so my biggest college, I have two big college football rivalries, and then the last one that I'll I'll put in my my options. So finals of the NCAA wrestling tournament, um, Red River Red, dang it, almost got through it without getting messed up on the tongue twister. Red River rivalry. And uh, third one, uh, the game, Ohio State and, and Michigan. So those are the three options that I'd have. Um, I am starting, surprise, surprise, I'm starting NCAA uh, finals of March Madness. Why? why, why? What are, Be- because what are you? <laughs> I would – I honestly want to go to the whole weekend, but I don't I know. Don't know. I can't – I can't explain to you – I can't explain to you what it is, what it is. I love wrestling. I love coaching wrestling more than I love coaching football. That's uh, if I could have been better at wrestling, that might've been something that I would have like moved my sliders in my life just to be I'm good in the practice room. But then when I get out into the match, something just clicks and it never, end, never ends up working out. So I, I would start the NCAA finals. I would bench between Ohio State, Michigan, and the Red River rivalry. I bench Red, the uh, Michigan Ohio State game because I, especially if it is like it was last year where Michigan tries to run all over Ohio State, I'd love to be there in person for that. And uh, I honestly, I want to experience what it's like to wear maize and blue in the shoe. So I would try and go oh, in Columbus. You really shot if you do that. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I don't I'll know have a I'm... whole bunch of people backing me up, also in blue, and they're gonna think that I'm on their side. I'll scream out, eh, "Go, Tom Brady!" Oh God, it hurts you to say that. I know it hurts you to say that, even out loud, Jimmy. I love Tom Brady. Yeah, that, that had to hurt a little bit. I'm I didn't trying, say, trying to get those ones out. I, I didn't say I love him. I said go. I didn't tell him where he should go. Okay, uh, that's a fair See? assessment. Context matters. That's a, that's a fair assessment. I'll, I'll, I have to. That. I have to think of all these the answers to the different loopholes since I deal with twelve year olds all day. And I, that's I, all they're trying to do is find a damn loophole. At least you've gotten good at that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you've gotten good at it. So. Uh, and then I'm cutting the Red River rivalry because I think 
when they go to the SEC. How many years in a row has it been a blowout, too? It's not always a blowout, but, like – Last year was pretty good, but this year has been – It always gets – it normally gets exciting. That's why I was surprised to see the 49 nothing because normally one team gets out to a lead, Texas, and then Lincoln Riley does something in the second half to beat uh, Steve Sarkeesian. So – it was weird to me that this is how it ended up turning out, but that's that's what I'm cutting. I don't know if they're going to keep it in the SEC, honestly, when they both move. They could. Um, they have to play each other every once a year. It doesn't matter. Yeah, anything. but I don't know if it's going to be a big neutral site thing. They, they, Jimmy, the only reason the Cotton Bowl has a stadium is because of that game. That I, game I, get, I understand, but the SEC doesn't – they don't give a shit. The no, SEC doesn't care about that rivalry. They – you're like, okay, that's the week that you're going to play Vanderbilt you, you or know, something you know, like that. You know what? who cares about that rivalry? CBS. And, look, that, that game on Fox every year, you don't think CBS every year is going to be like, oh, I need that game on my TV. And they're going to tell them, hey, put that game on my TV. I don't care if the two teams are the worst two teams that's easy. I need to have Texas, Oklahoma on, my, on, my, on, on primetime CBS. On primetime CBS. I, I can see where that might be. Um, you got anything anything else before we kind of wrap things up for this episode? I, I, I know you got a pack, and I I got to get to. It's your birthday week, so so so. Like I said, quarter of a century. It's weird. It's weird. It feels very very weird. So, happy birthday, Jim Ball! If you're in Vegas and you see Jimmy partying, probably get away because Jimmy <laughs> may may lose a lot of money betting on these baseball games, or may may <laughs> may fight somebody in a Golden Knights jersey. Is all I'll say. So so he lost out over there. <laughs> Golden Knights one might be a little bit more uh, more realistic. Yes, and by the way, next week. We will have our episode coming out on Thursday, not Wednesday, because I'm getting back in from Vegas on Wednesday, and I can't bring my desktop when we record to record. So we're gonna we're gonna be a day late next week. Um, but yes, I I will be celebrating my birthday out there in Vegas with my dad, my uncles, and, and a few other guys. Guys trip, the second guys boys trip. trip. Yeah, boys trip. Yeah, it, it would be it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Episode 112. If you guys are still listening, uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Follow us at FEOTB Pod. Well, one last shout out to all of our, our sponsors, Row One Brand, In the Clutch Sports, and SeatGeek. Uh, use the different promo codes. They're down in the episode uh, descriptions below. Help out the Variety Sports Network. Follow the Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as always, follow us at FEOTB Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of that good stuff. Uh, keep continuing to tell your friends about us. Uh, we continue to grow each and every week. And uh, check out Top of the Mountain Fridays to get ready for RMAC football. But for myself, Jimmy Plato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, episode 112 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.